any movies that have boats. <laughs> like at all. <laughs> what happened? You made my brain go blank. <laughs> What's your favorite movie on a boat? I like Life Aquatic a lot. Okay. Life of Pi. That was pretty fun. This oh, is like a cool visual that's movie. That's the one with the tiger? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Or is it? I don't know. I, I don't get it because <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen, seen it. it. You, you didn't read the book then, I guess. No. It was a pretty good book, too. It was very popular. Oh, Piranha 3D. That was fun. <laughs> I actually really like Piranha 3D. I it's like a bad movie, but a good. It's a great, great like B-movie. I love when like movies put the like film medium in the title just to well, make it more exciting. It's also the third one. Oh, it is three. Okay, I thought it was just like we're going to make this movie called Piranha, but like people are going to think it's dumb. James Cameron did one of the Piranhas, maybe Piranha 2 actually. Oh. And then there's Piranha 3D, which is pretty recent. Well, it's probably like 10 years old. And then the sequel to Piranha 3D was Piranha 3 Double D. <laughs> <laughs> not for was it a porn movie no but it does have boobs in it oh, okay also the moby dick Big boobs well in that one yeah yeah uh moby dick the one with gregory peck oh i didn't know they made that into a movie yeah i i liked it i like moby dick though there's another one you can read you can borrow that from me do you want to read that one <laughs> no not really <laughs> All right, well, I guess we should get into it. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of I Love This, You Should Too. And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is locally grown and community supported. With me is my co-host, Samantha. My heart will go on, he's. And my name is Indy. From hell's heart, I stab at the Randella. <laughs> is that from Moby Dick? That is from Moby okay. Dick, yes. Hi, Indy. Hi, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it was very dramatic. <laughs> Not like, remember the intro from The Lighthouse? Yeah. That was dramatic. That was dramatic. Go back and listen to our episode on The Lighthouse. But today, we're not going to be talking about that. We each are going to be talking about something that we are into lately, and we'll give a spoiler-free review of that. And then at the end of the episode, Samantha is going to let us know what her pick is for our big watch next week. Yeah, I'm excited because I'm doing something a little different this week. I feel like half the time you say you're doing something a little different, so maybe that is now the new normal. Maybe. Now we're just having a normal, boring episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we get started on my thing of the week, uh, I just wanted to talk about our first sponsor. Uh, this episode of I Love This, You Should Too is brought to you by... The Alberta Association of Optometrists, which is proudly celebrating a century of caring for Albertans. Ooh, that's a lot of eyeballs in 100 years. That is a lot of eyeballs. One in four school-aged kids has a vision problem, yet 80% of learning is visual for a child. That's why booking family eye exams with an optometrist helps ensure learning success. You can't detect hidden eye problems, but your optometrist can. Did you know that Alberta Health covers annual eye exams up until your child's 19th birthday? Book your family's eye exam today at optometrist.ab.ca. And I can attest to how true some of those stats are because I got glasses, I think, when I was about 14, but I think I needed them for many years before that because when I got them, I was like, oh my God, is this what life is like for the rest <laughs> of you? Look at all these things I can see. Yeah, I got them, I think, in grade one. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. So I've, like, never known life really, like, cognitively without glasses. Mm -hmm. And um, I could never understand my classmates who only wore them to, like, look at the board and stuff. Like, because I'm a glasses all the time person. Yes. So I'm, like, very like baffled by the fact that some people have eyes that are still good enough just to need them for like certain things what a world that must be yeah yeah so i i love a good optometrist appointment and i love a new pair of glasses even more (laughs) and i unlike dentists and doctors have no bad associations with optometrists might have been nice but i have had a bad doctor and a real bad dentist my dentist slapped me yeah, he slapped all of us. What? Yeah. He, he all your brothers and sisters. Yeah. Well, I think there were some that were too old that never went to this one. But yeah, he he, he hit us. Do you still see him? No. Okay. I was like, no, he was an I know old you, man then. When we started dating, you already had a dentist. So yeah. I was wondering if that was... My like, new dentist is cool. He doesn't slap you. Dr. Banks, you're a good dude. <laughs> well, now that we've talked about our favorite dentist, <laughs> Samantha... What is your thing of the week? Um, My thing of the week was recommended to me earlier this week, actually. Uh, It's called Only Murders in the Building. It's on Disney+. Plus. Um, I guess it's a Hulu show as well. And um, it's got Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez in it. And so right off the bat, I was really interested because it's got such an odd cast. Yes, it is. Um, but it's about three neighbors who don't know each other at the beginning of the show who are all obsessed with this true crime podcast. And then a murder happens in their building and uh, they start to make their own podcast about the murder in the building. Oh, so it's a podcast show. Yes. Hmm, interesting. It was, uh, it's cool because um, Steve Martin plays an actor from like a, I think a 70s or 80s sitcom about crime, crime fighting, I guess. That's the name of the show? No, I can't remember what it's actually. Crime fighting, I I guess. I can't remember what it's actually (laughs) called, but um, people recognize him all the time. And so he's, uh, he's like past famous. Okay. Uh, Martin Short is like a theater director, um, so he's very like flamboyant and bright and loud and like always has like really great ideas. Wait, a Martin Short character where he's constantly talking and always on and like way too loud? Basically. What a departure for him. I know. (laughs) And then Selena Gomez. Do you know about Selena Gomez? I, I know who she is. Okay. I don't know if I know about her. I don't have her backstory. Okay. But I know that she was a... Singer, I think she comes from the Disney world and is now a big draw, both box office and concert-wise, I think. Yes, yeah, all of the above. Um, I really like Selena Gomez. I like some of her music. Um, I didn't watch her breakout show, Wizards of Waverly Place, which oh, is I've a Disney show. Oh, I've heard of show. that. I've never seen I've that heard of that. it. I might have seen, like, an episode or two, but I, I wasn't, like, in the demographic watching it. No, she's, I think we're she's too younger. Old. Yeah. But now she's also acting, and I think she does a really good job in this, playing um, a girl with secrets. Oh, and it's interesting because you are kind of between the two demographics that these three characters would get, right? Because mm-hmm. you're too young to really know like Steve Martin stuff. I don't know. Have you seen many of his movies or do you was remember? Was he an airplane? No, he was not. Okay. Uh, Leslie Nielsen was an airplane. Okay, I, I forgot. Have you seen Airplane? Yeah. 
That's yeah. interesting. I thought I'd do it eventually on this show. No, I saw it because Leslie Nielsen is also a Victoria School grad. Yeah. Yeah. So So um, you knew you saw it because of Leslie Nielsen, yeah. but you thought Steve Martin was I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know how my brain works. So like the jerk, things like that. I don't think I've seen much Steve Martin. It was funny. I've seen some things I think that he's been in. But yeah, so I really like the kind of odd coupleness of these three characters. Mm-hmm. Um, there are 10 episodes, only three have been released so far. Oh. So you can kind of get in and it, uh, it'll it be done um, at the end of October. So yeah, so you've got a little catch up to do and then um, they're releasing episodes weekly. But um, I really enjoy this. It's got some really fun cameos. I don't want to ruin any of them though. Can you tell me one? One that might interest me? Yes. Gregory Peck. Is in this. Yeah. Back from the grave. Audrey Hepburn. Andre 3000. Tina Fey. Okay. Is in the first episode. Um, Sting is also in this. I do not like Sting. He's playing himself, though, and he's a jerk in it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I I have to do this every time someone talks about Sting or the police. The police aren't good. They're they're overrated. Most of their songs are just saying the same line over and over again. How many times do they say sending out an SOS in that song? 306, I think. Oh, okay. And I know it's fun to sing along with Roxanne. It's a fun song to sing. It's not a good song. No, it's it's fun for karaoke and to sing while drunk. The police... Are not good. Yeah, because Roxanne's like a fun scream it while drunk at the bar kind of song. Yeah. But it's not good for dancing. And it's not like... It's not a good song. The police aren't good. No. They just took something that black people had been doing for a long time, did it much worse, and then they were famous because they were British and white. <laughs> but I'll stop talking about the police. <laughs> I have to do it every time. I know you do. Them. I know. I, I left you some time to do that. Thank you. Thanks for budgeting in my crotchetiness. <laughs> Being crotchety about a band who came and went before I was born, really. I just know that this is our this is our life forever. Is me just budgeting a time for your crotchetiness? <laughs> I can't That's the wait most to accurate you. thing you've said. Um, part of the reason I really like this is because clearly someone at this production company or the writer was like, "What's cool right now?" True crime. What's also cool? Podcasts. People like... Let's keep telling everyone that. Podcasts are cool, <laughs> Podcasts folks. are cool, guys. Just, just please listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it's a little bit pandering because they know that like this is such a big thing now is true crime podcasts and um, also shows that are very like visually appealing. So this show has a lot of really good uh, sets. Um, This building that they live in, it's called the Arcadia. And it's, um, I think it's like a rent-controlled apartment where people live like forever, basically, and pass it down through the generations of their family because they're these huge palatial kind of room sets that they're filming in, and they're just gorgeous. And each apartment that you get to see has a completely different feel to it even mm. though they're clearly all in the same building. So I really enjoyed the look of this. Selena Gomez has some incredible outfits, all of which I want. Um, although she wears more yellow than I think I could pull off. But 
Could I always budget time in the podcast for you to talk about outfits? Yeah. So it makes there we go. It's a perfect it's balance. It's a perfect balance. Um, so yeah, so if you are looking for a show to kind of get hooked on and watch weekly, uh, you can check out Only Murders in the Building, starring Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez on Disney Plus. And I'm not sure if you explicitly said it, but is this a comedy, right? It's a comedy. Okay. They they describe it as like a dark comedy. Is it dark? Well, there's a murder, so yeah. Yeah, but sometimes you can treat murder lightly, like um, Weekend at Bernie's. I think it's dark. I don't dark. think he was murdered, but still. I think it's dark because um, all of like the three main characters have like secrets that they're not sharing with the other two. Ooh, so secrets. you slowly kind of learn about their backstories while they're alone in their apartments, and it's really interesting to kind of slowly get the backstory which is why i'm not saying too much about it sure because it there are some like big reveals even in like the first episode so so along with comedy would you say that like murder mystery is kind of the genre of this yeah one? yeah and they do it in a fun like a fun way like okay. it's, it's light it's fun and um i think believe the episodes are only like half an hour so they're like fun quick watches but you'll be like hooked with the story all right i think i might check that out it's it's pretty fun <laughs> Okay, uh, well, Indy, what's your thing of the week? What have you been so, so into? My thing of the week is also a TV show. It is the Netflix original Rilakkuma and Kaoru. Oh. I'm not sure how to best go about talking about this show, so I'm going to use your help a little bit because you just watched a few episodes with me yeah. uh, right before this. So in your mind... What's a one-sentence description of this show? Um, a businesswoman somehow ends up with two bears and a bird as roommates. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Hijinks ensue. <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just have, like, a nice time. Yeah. Yeah, this is a... It's a pretty cute show. There are some things that I'm still not, like, 100% sure about, but it, it mostly has to do with whether the bear is a bear or is wearing bear pajamas. Or is a toy. Or is a toy. Yeah, that's never quite clear. Uh, but to go back, if you're not familiar, uh, Rilakkuma is a Japanese cartoon character kind of used on like pencil cases and there's stuffed toys you can get from the claw machines on the side of the road uh, created by a company called SanX and they do lots of good really funny little characters and i love the descriptions of all of them so some of their other ones are atsugari-san who is a spirit who hates the cold and loves hot dumplings hmm. there's abauchu who is a mouse with a very sloppy nature <laughs> these are the descriptions <laughs> i like give. these these are funny there's buruburu dog who's an extremely tiny constantly trembling and weeping dog what there's Beer-chan, who is a 20-year-old beer fairy, who, uh, of course, enjoys beer. I want a beer fairy. <laughs> I think you are a beer fairy. Am I a beer fairy? And Baketama-chan is a very popular one, too. When I used to teach abroad, all everybody's pencil cases had him on it. He's a ghost egg, and he's extremely runny and half-cooked, and his hobby is changing his form. Oh, okay. But none of that really matters because in this show, it's just Rilakkuma, Korilakkuma, who is a smaller bear, Kiroitori, who is a little yellow chick, 
and Kaoru, who is the woman. It's such a funny premise. So it focuses on this woman who works in an office and her life is really stressful and she feels very unimportant at work. She's not very decisive. She worries a lot. And one of the biggest problems is that she feels left behind because most of her friends have gone and gotten married and have children and the people in her office are younger than her and never want to take her out when they go out. And there's one episode when they're talking in the bathroom and she can hear them. Yeah, that and was sad. They, they're not like super mean, but they say like, oh, why don't you bring her out to this time? And they're like, oh, no, she's no fun. And that's it. They don't say anything terribly mean. They just say, like, she's too serious. She's great yeah. at work, but I wouldn't want to hang out with her. Yeah. And she just is so sad because of that. That's so sad. So then she somehow comes to live with these two bears and Bird. It's not until the second last episode that we get a flashback to see how they move in. And it doesn't really answer a lot of questions, but I kind of love that. And it's part of its charm. But she acts like somewhere between a mom and her roommate to them. And they're somewhere between pets and roommates. Like, it's, yeah. it's unclear Because she's they clearly are... taking care of them. Yeah. But it seems like they have childlike intelligence. Mm. They don't seem like they're just like a bear or a bird. They can... <laughs> Right? Yeah. They, they, they're smarter. They're like human level smart, I think. I, I, it, I would it's say so, yeah. It's very unclear. Because they like eat and interact kind of like children. Yeah, and they like, sit at a table and eat pancakes with yeah. a fork and knife. and like young adolescents maybe. Yeah. Maybe not children, <laughs> but like young teenagers. Yeah, and she lives like a very simple life that is maybe a little sad as well. She's constantly overwhelmed with work. But it's nothing, like, too extreme. Mm -hmm. She does get kind of exasperated with them because they're often, like, making a mess or eating all of her food. But it's never, like, a point of contention for very long. And it's never played for comedic effect. It's not like, oh, they're making a big mess. How silly. And then she gets mad at them and that's funny. It's just that she's a little disappointed and frustrated with them sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like roommates, but also just like children. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why it's hard. It's a hard line to define. So Rilakuma is always very lazy because I think it literally translates to leisure bear or like relaxing bear, which is very I want to funny. be a leisure bear when I grow up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's what retirement is. I think so, yeah. It's going to live my life as a leisure bear. And this is also a stop motion show. So everything is created out of mostly fabric actually and i think it looks great because they they look like toy bears and they birds. do yeah the, the way that the animation is done in this it, it definitely looks like some of the stuff is actually real like we saw pancakes in one episode and they, i think they, might I think have been they real were just pancakes. real pancakes yeah so it's it's interesting the stuff some of the stuff is real and some of it isn't real but the like the way that all the real and the not real things kind of interact makes it seem very lifelike and it's a beautiful looking show, I think. And especially when they're outdoors, the way they do the lighting makes it look like actual daylight. And when they have sunny days and rainy days, you really feel the moods that go along with it. And it takes place in kind of suburban Tokyo. So it's not like high rises and everything. It's way out there. And the sets are just beautiful. I think sometimes if you weren't to have seen this bear walking around you might think that that's real not just a set that they've made i'm not exactly sure how they do it but the humans are made of um, like modeling clay or whatever it is that they use for claymation 
And I realized that this kind of sounds like, oh, it's just one of Indy's silly little shows that he watches. But seriously, this show is so good. Well, we just watched it for like, so before we record, we usually sit on the couch and like get our notes together or pull up whatever websites we need and stuff. We ended up watching like two hours of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, see, you even think I it's enjoy good. it. No, it was it was a fun little like TV show to get into. It's funny because I said how great it was probably a couple of years ago and you're like yeah okay but then when you actually sit down and watch it you realize yeah. that I think this is one of the best shows of the last couple of years yeah I didn't expect today even because like I know I've seen it when we've been like I've come and sat on the couch with you while you've been watching it and we watched a couple minutes of it and then watched whatever show we're watching together instead but I came and sat down fully intending to get my notes and everything together for the podcast and then got so into this show and we were like we were laughing there's not a lot of shows where we like laugh out loud while we're watching it Mm -hmm. this is it's this one's special and it's also sad a lot of the time yeah and the show has like a beautiful stillness to it which i often talk about when we watch uh, japanese animated movies Mm -hmm. because they allow moments to land and it's not quite to the point of that transcendentalist style that you hate so much but (laughs) If it's raining, there'll just be a shot of rain falling on these flowers for 10 seconds. Yeah. Why not? I like that. And since only one of the characters in the show speaks, Mm -hmm. the rest just kind of use sounds, there's often minutes at a time where there will be no dialogue. It's just the bear or the bird or her walking around and doing things. And sometimes it's really funny. Sometimes it's a little sad. I guess bittersweet is probably the best way to describe this show. It's the most miraculous blend of the bizarre and the mundane, and I just love it so much for that. So the bears and the bird never talk, yet somehow they have very distinct personalities, and although their faces are nothing more than either dots or lines depending on their mood, they also manage to be really expressive. Hmm. And for a show about a couple of bears and a bird it manages to be incredibly specifically relatable. Mm-hmm. So here's the premise of like a couple of the episodes, because I think that's a good way to tell people Yuck. what this show's all about. So there's one episode where she's considering getting a cat, but a coworker told her that a single woman with a cat is a bad idea, and she's just one step away from being a crazy cat lady. So she goes to a store, and she's looking at cats, and she's looking at their prices, and then she thinks kind of aloud, I wonder if humans had price tags, how much would I be worth? And then she thinks about it and she says, the truth is I have no value. I feel like debris caught up in the whirlwind of life. <laughs> and then she has kind of an imaginary scene where it's her falling through water and just kind of floating away. Yeah. And it's so like poignant and heartbreaking but then you get like a funny little bear dancing around right (laughs) i like in one episode she has an umbrella and she says i've had this umbrella for 12 years that's it yeah and her boots she's like i've had these boots for eight years i like that i i appreciate that and it kind of it speaks to the themes of that specific Mm -hmm. episode because there are things underlying all of these uh cute creatures running around One episode I liked a lot, Uh, she's had a really hard day at work, but she's excited because it's her kind of annual meetup with this group of friends from college. 
And she's sad because fewer and fewer of them have been coming each year. They've moved away. They have families, things like that. So she makes this picnic and the bears are all like getting into hijinks and they're trying to eat the food she's making. And she says, no, you can't have it. It's for my friends. And so they're sad. And she goes to meet her friends. And while she's gone, the bears are trying to make food and they keep burning the pancakes. <laughs> That's it. That's the big show. Yeah. But when she goes to meet her friends, she's walking and we get another one of these kind of dreamlike sequences where she's so happy and there's these cherry blossoms floating everywhere. I think there's a little song there. And she goes and she gets a place and she's waiting for her friends and she has beer and this whole picnic she's made. And one at a time, they each text and say like, oh, I can't come. I'm stuck at work. Oh, is that today? I forgot about it. Oh, my kid's sick. I can't come. So everyone cancels. And she just sits there and like drinks the beer in a park by herself. <laughs> and it's so sad. And then she goes home and she says, fine, here, you guys can have it. And she gives the picnic to them. And they jump in and they start eating all of the food. But then they look at her and she's just sitting on the ground, clearly sad. And then they pack it back up and get a blanket. And then they pull her outside. And then they all go sit outside and have Aww. the picnic together. And she looks at the cherry blossoms on this picnic now, and she wonders why everyone loves them so much. And then she says, I wonder if I were pink, people might notice me too. Yeah. It's so like, heartbreaking, but it's such so... Such an underlying kind of sad theme. But it has all of that sadness always. But for the most part, in the end, there is a small kind of glimpse of happiness because yes. she doesn't have those friends anymore but she has these bears and the bird now yeah. so she does have something in yeah. her life a lot of these episodes are like that something very sad happens and kind of in our minds maybe the sad outweighs the happy mm. but there always is a little bit of happy and so I guess it is kind of an optimistic show in the end but I think it's more about Finding the joy in those little happinesses, in those little escapes. Right. Rather than saying, hey, everything turns out for the best. Because a lot of times in the show, it doesn't. No. And a lot of times in life, it doesn't. But what this show and she is very good at doing is embracing small moments of joy where mm -hmm. she finds them, even though they are few and far between. Yeah. And I think that's a really nice lesson. A really nice, realistic lesson. <laughs> So these types of shows, I've just learned that it's kind of a theme, and they're called Iyashikai, or Yashike, I'm not sure exactly. And it's a Japanese word that could be translated to like healing or fixing, almost. Oh. And these types of shows often have very little or no conflict, but they place emphasis on the small delights that you can find in life, and they're meant to relax and soothe people who are going through really hard days at work oh, so you're meant wow. to like come home watch this and not kill yourself like relax yeah. yeah wow and i i love them i like this one a lot there's another cartoon called agretsuko which is a sanrio one so like the hello kitty family right. but again it's this it's very similar in a lot of ways because the main character is a cute cartoon character they're all animals in it in the office but she works in an office she's underappreciated overworked and her only release is when she goes to the karaoke bar or not bar like the karaoke room and sings metal she loves heavy metal wow. but she only does it alone and that's kind of what that show's about and it's just about 
little things to deal with how pointless or overwhelming life can seem sometimes. Wow. So it's a little cartoon show. It can be super cute. If you have little kids, they'll probably love just watching the bears oh, sure. roll around. It's super entertaining just to see. And if you are like me and are constantly at odds with the very nature of your life, then it's good <laughs> for that too. Yeah. Well, that's my pitch. It's called Rilakkuma and Kaoru. And it's available on Netflix if you use that. And they don't look like they're having a second season, but I think there is this show called, it's something like Rilakkuma at the amusement park or something, and I think that's a follow-up to it. So I'm not sure where it's going to go, but I'm very excited to oh. find out, because this is a little little hidden gem, and you should check it out. Yeah. Also, episodes are like 15 minutes long, so watch a couple and tell me what you think. And that's how we ended up watching two hours of it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're like, oh, just like one more. <laughs> yeah, because they go down so easy. They and do. they are very relaxing. Well, before we get into your big pick for next week, Samantha, let's thank our second sponsor. And that is Yeg Podfest, which is presented by the Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with the Alberta Podcast Network and LitFest, which is Canada's nonfiction festival. Running October 1st through 3rd, Yeg Podfest will be held all online this year so anyone can tune in and experience it. Some of the events include masterclasses with professional podcasters, panel discussions, feature interviews, and many more things. Some of the Alberta Podcast Network member shows will be there too, so you can join us for the virtual party from October 1st through 3rd. So to check out the full lineup, get tickets, and find out exactly what is going on, head down to yegpodfest.ca. That's Y-E-G-P-O-D-F-E-S-T dot C-A. Maybe if we get super successful and famous from talking too seriously about children's cartoons, <laughs> we can be on there one day. Yes, we could have a... What would our panel be called? Making it work when you hate your partner's movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be good. How to drink wine quietly while podcasting. I think the panel I would lead is taking out wine drinking noises and letting your partner think that she drinks wine quietly. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> I'm sure all of our listeners know that oftentimes I don't get a chance to take them all out because when I'm talking, you often hear a mm-hmm, but clearly into a wine glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true because sometimes I'm like halfway through taking a sip and then I agree with you on something yeah. and then it's the wine glass sound. <laughs> <laughs> well, Samantha, let's get into it to wrap things up. What is the movie we are going to be watching for next week and how is this a little bit different than we usually do things? So remember a couple weeks ago when we watched Burlesque? Oh, many weeks ago. Yes, yes. Um, and we titled that I Should Have Seen This and So Should You. Something like that, yeah. Something yep. like that, yeah. Uh, so we're going to have another episode of I Should Have Seen This because I love a lot of the movies that are kind of inspired by this. And um, I think that it's about time that I see it. And I know that you've seen it. Uh, we will be watching the 1989 American black comedy teen film, Heathers. 
Heathers. Oh, that's exciting. Actually, just last week on the podcast, I think I said to you, oh, you should watch Heathers. You'll probably like it. Because I think it is a good combination of our two sensibilities Mm -hmm. because it is a kind of Mean Girls-esque high school comedy, Mm -hmm. but it's pretty dark and a little bizarre and I think quite funny. Yeah, so this kind of started, so I've always kind of known that I need to watch Heathers. It's been on my list of things, but it's never been like number one and there's always, you know, something new to watch. So I just hadn't gotten around to it. And then we talked about Winona Ryder, who is in Beetlejuice, which was last week's movie. And I was like, wait a minute, I haven't seen Heathers and this kind of ties into, like, the Winona Ryder conversation that we had last week. So mm-hmm. I thought, why not watch it? Um, I have done everything I can this week not to look it up. Okay. And not to read anything about it. I haven't seen a trailer. I have only seen, like, kind of pop culture references to it in the past. Okay, so normally we do this the other way. But you, who are choosing this movie, what do you know about it? Um, so I know that Mean Girls was, like, quite inspired by it. Mm-hmm. I love Mean Girls. Like, that's one of my favorite movies. So um, I think that it's about a group of girls who are, like, popular. And then I know there's murder in it, but I don't really know how that, like, all fits in. Okay. <laughs> Do you know anyone else who's in it? Is Christian Slater in it? Yes. Okay. So that's the only person other than And Shannon Doherty. Uh, I know Shannon Doherty. She was in 90210? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, also before my time. <laughs> oh, yeah, me yeah. too. Um, but yeah, so I don't know anything about this. I don't really want to watch a trailer because I kind of want to like go into a blind. Okay. Um, and yeah, I don't know. What, what are your experiences with Heather's? So I've only seen it once, probably when I was around 20-ish. Yeah. I thought it was quite funny. But I didn't really dwell on it. It was kind of when I was watching a lot of movies. I was consuming a lot and kind of figuring out what my style and genre and favorite directors Mm. and actors were. So I was just consuming a lot of movies. It was like my first year that I was taking film studies classes and... I think the year after I sold my first script, so I was like really into things. I just wanted to consume as much as I could. Right. And that was recommended to me from a friend of mine. And I liked it. I just now am starting to remember a lot of funny things. I think I might be remembering some things that might not age well, but I guess we'll see. It has been a long time since I've seen it as well. So I'm I'm excited to see it again. So that's one thing that I'm interested in seeing because this is one that, like, if you talk about Mean Girls, you talk about Heathers. If you talk about, like, some of those high school movies, you talk about Heathers and how it was kind of, like, the beginning of a genre. Yeah, I think so. I think I would have to sit and think about it more. But in my experience, a lot of the high school movies from before then, a lot of the 80s high school movies mm-hmm. had to deal with a outsider, single person who is the protagonist and then is going to win people over and become yeah. kind of popular in one way or another. I know there's yeah. a lot of variations on that, but it tended to be kind of around those things. And I don't remember ones that really kind of satirized that whole thing right and looked at high school in a more satirical over-the-top way i feel like earlier high school movies were very overwrought with emotion a lot of the times but 
in a very earnest way. They're like, this is what high school it is, and it is life or death. And I think this movie is very tongue-in-cheek and jokey and satirical in a lot of ways. Right. So I think it was a, a good departure and almost a commentary on a lot of the high school movies of the time. Interesting. But... I'm going to have to rewatch it. I'm excited to rewatch it. Yeah, I'm excited to see this because I do feel like this is one that like is missing from a genre that I really enjoy. I, I've watched a lot of high school movies. I've mm-hmm. watched a lot of like things that say they are like inspired by Heathers. So I think it's it's time. For audiences today who maybe are more familiar with the newer movies, do you have some that you would say that you think are inspired by this? Outside of Mean Girls, of course. Okay, I'm going to say Mean Girls. Uh, I think, I don't know, there's like, like I'd say like High School Musical because it's that like high school situational kind of feeling in a movie okay. um, where there's popular people and, you know, the shy like loser kind of and, and that kind of thing. Um, there's been lots of TV shows like Gossip Girl I'd say is probably kind of inspired by Heathers in that like the main character is very mean um but still somehow has like the love and adoration of her peers um so I think there's lots of things that are definitely inspired by this but um just like I also then think about this and I've seen so many things that are probably from like that came after this movie that I just can't believe I haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed that I haven't seen it. But I wonder if it is still kind of known because it is relatively old. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone thinks of those uh, John Hughes movies when it comes to 80s high school movies, Pretty in Pink and Breakfast Club and all of uh-huh. that. And Heather's being a kind of a weirder movie, maybe less commercially successful. I'm not sure if it is as famous today as uh, as a lot of those other ones. Hmm. To me, it holds like a special place, but I'm not sure how well known it is. But you think a lot of your friends know about Heathers and have seen Heathers? I believe so. Um, my friend Kim, who has officially finished our podcast and all the movies in it, I whoa, she made a list of like her, like basically she made a list of all of the 80s high school movies and she says she's seen pretty much everything. So except for a few of the TV shows that she listed. So Kim is a big watcher of things. So she said, I can't believe you haven't seen Heather's when I mentioned <laughs> it. <laughs> I also realized that I haven't seen a lot of things from, like, before I was able to go to the movie theater. Right, right. So, I, I don't know. I just didn't I didn't go back and watch older things. And it is, like, kind of a weird movie because one of the fun things that I know about it is originally they wanted Stanley Kubrick to direct it. Yeah. So that, uh, clearly, it's going to be in my wheelhouse. There. Yes. So uh, when you're saying... Oh, it's in the vein of Gossip Girl and things like that. I'm thinking like, I think it's kind of in the vein of Dr. Strangelove a little bit, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe it's a combination of those two worlds. Maybe, which which means it's going to be a very interesting movie to watch because yeah. those are two very different things. Have you seen Dr. Strangelove? No, I haven't. Okay. Maybe we'll do it on this sometime. Probably. Okay. Well, since we're not going to watch a trailer and I don't want to like do any research on the internet to ruin it for myself, I think this is probably a good point to tell everyone where they can watch it. 
It's available on Amazon Prime if you have that. If not, there's a lot of those other sources that you can rent from where it's available as well. And you maybe check out your library. We might even have it. We, they might even have it. Indy is the library. <laughs> if you're in Edmonton, we. <laughs> Indy is the whole library everywhere. That's it. It's just me. Okay. Although I think we are kind of popular in amongst library folks. Oh, I so do love a good library. You are folk. the library. You are the library. All of you <laughs> are fabulous fans. I don't know about fans. That might be a little. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the library because I have not bought a book this year, uh, but I have listened to 57 audiobooks so for far. For free. For free because of the library. And I tried to sign one of my coworkers up for a library card like at work on Friday. So What an important service that deserves more funding. Exactly. <laughs> I'm doing my part. Is someone out there listening to this that I think anyone who could make those decisions uh, does not care what I have to say. No. So. <laughs> But I'm trying to do my part to keep the library relevant and exciting. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see you next week when we talk about the 1989 movie, Heathers. Bye, everyone. Bye. romantic part of our week <laughs> no that's that would be so sad <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> if this was the most romantic part of our week when we talk about movies one of us hates <laughs> <laughs>